Welcome back to the Black Menace Podcast. I am your host, Rachel Weaver, and I have my other host here with me today. Nate Bird. Happy to be on the show as always. And we actually have a guest with us today again. We have Otico Swineker. Did I say that right? Otico Swineker. You're Otico. really close. Okay, close. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Correct me. Names are important, and I, I hate when I get them wrong because your parents named me that for a reason. So let's get it right. <laughs> Um, but I'll hand it over to Nate for our menace moment today before we get into the interview. Absolutely. So we have an amazing menace moment this week. I wanted to, since she just retired and, uh, since she is arguably the greatest of all time, uh, the greatest athlete of all time, I want to talk about Serena Williams. So, um, her middle name is Jamika. So Serena Jamika Williams, um, is the greatest tennis player of all time, male or female. Um, she grew up, she grew up Jehovah's Witness, uh, which actually I had heard that before. I didn't know too much about that. I, I didn't know to, that. Yeah. She grew up Jehovah's Witness. I did not know that. Wow. Okay. Um, she was homeschooled by her father, um, from the time that she was a, a young girl, um, in order to be able to work on uh, her and her sister's tennis careers. And, um, so yeah, they grew up in a very, you know, um, faithful and strong believing home. I mean, I just kind of have like a, a random list of facts here that I kind of put together. So this may be a little scattered, but, um, <clears throat> Let's see here. Go through these. So her and her older sister were homeschooled by their father from elementary through high school so they could spend more time to practice tennis, which obviously paid off for them. And then at the age of 14, Serena began her career and she won her first Grand Slam at age 17 in 1999. And this is kind of unrelated, but I saw a fun fact that said that The Sixth Sense, that movie with Brad Willis in it, um, with like the big twist at the end, I see dead people movie that was finishing up his first week in the box office when she won her grand slam. So that just kind of gives, or um, sorry, when she won the U S open for the first time. Um, and then she did go to college from 2000 to 2003. She attended a fashion school and actually tried to start her own uh, clothing line for a little while, but it didn't pan out at the time. Um, she was able to later restart that. She's the youngest of five sisters. Her other sisters are Yatunda, Yatunda, uh, sorry, her other five sisters are, or other four sisters are, Yatunda, Isha, Lindrea, and Venus. Um, and her older sister was murdered in fall 2003 in L.A. I did not know that. She was also born in Saginaw, Michigan, Ooh, which is like an hour from where my family lives right now. That's cool. I'm learning all kinds of things. I did not know these things about Serena. Pretty amazing, though. Um, and then a few other things. Her and Serena, or her and Venus obviously are very well established in the tennis community and yeah. um together or sorry so separately uh serena has won 73 titles and venus has won 49 and together they have won 14 grand slams in the doubles um, area and i did not know this I, i've always heard people talk about grand slams but i didn't realize what that meant so it means that to, 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 to have a to have a grand slam it means that you won all four major tennis tournaments yeah in the same calendar season. So that means that together, Venus and Serena won uh, the US Open, the French, no, no, the US Open. US Open, Australian Australian Open, Open, French Open, it is French Open, yeah. Yeah, so those are the four. Yeah, so Wimbledon is the Britain one, the British one. So yeah, so they won all four of those in the same calendar season 14 times. And then by herself, Serena has won 23 Grand Slams. That is insane. That means in the same calendar season, she won all four events by herself. 
Well, what's even crazier is Rob, my brother, he's like a sports fanatic, and mm-hmm. he was telling you that why it's so hard to win is because each you start like they're all at different times, mm-hmm. but they're like pretty close together. But the um, the material of the ground when the bound bounce the ball bounces off of is different. Like one is cement, one is clay, one is grass, and it doesn't go like back to back. Like the first one is like normal tennis then the next one's clay and then i think grass and then the u.s open goes back to the normal and mm-hmm. so it's really hard for tennis players if you just are used to playing on that to particular um ground and then bouncing back because you have to practice and get into it and so that's what's the hardest part about winning the grand slam is that you're playing on these different um material i don't know what to call it I don't know what to call it, but different styles of floor. And so that's what makes it really hard. And I did not know that. Wow, I Is it like either. Because how does the ball bounce if it's... I watched this and it does bounce. Because I thought the same thing. It's like clay, it's like compacted really, really tight. Mm-hmm. But it like apparently on grass, the ball bounces way faster than it does on like regular tennis courts. Which is strange because in my head, you would think it would be the other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was apparently, like, on grass. <laughs> That's yeah, my brother, he was telling me all this. And so that's like the really impressive part about it. That is. That's amazing. So having to play on all those different surfaces. This is, see, yes. we need to give Serena her credit because people be talking about Tom Brady like he's the greatest of all time. Okay, he's a <laughs> great football player. Let's not get that, like, let's not get it twisted. But seven with a team. He won seven championships with a football team on the same surface. Serena's out here winning 23. At technically, if you if you do it right, what is that? That's, I got to do some math here. What is that, like 80? Let me see, 23 times. I don't know. It's a lot. But basically, if she won all four of those 23 times, that means that she's won like close to 100 championships by herself, right? Just her and on multiple different surfaces. Um, So for her to be able to do that, there's there's nobody that's even come close to that in any sport, in anything, right? And it's all just her. She cannot rely on anybody else when she's out there. It's all her and her mind. And the same goes for, for basketball, for hockey anything nobody has um the same kind of of mentality the same kind of athleticism and the same kind of excellence that serena williams has so in my opinion she's the greatest athlete of all time um she's been ranked number one for 253 weeks in her career and only three other players have ever had that um i don't know who these players are someone named graf who was ranked for 377 weeks martina navratilova for 332 and evert chris evert for 260 um, and they're the only ones who have been ranked longer. And I, um, this is out of every single tennis player, you know, ever. So men and women, um, she's number four for, for the length that she's been ranked. And then she is the 47th highest paid athlete. And, um, in between 2014 and 2015, she raked in about $25 million. So she's had an amazing career and she has done some amazing things during the span of that career. Um, so that's just a little bit about the goat, the real queen, the one that uh, that we love, Serena Williams. And, with, <laughs> and if you guys watch King Richard, sorry, I love that movie. It was so good. I still need to and see it. You okay? Sorry, spoiler, kind of not really, but at the end, pretty much the whole movie is about their father and Venus. Actually, it's not really about Serena at all. It's oh. really about Venus because she's older than Serena, and so it's about Venus and how she um was actually better than serena while they were children hmm. but was so crazy and like this literally gave me the chills at the end of the movie it's like serena is watching venus like 
she went to the open right and like watching her at the open and then you know she's like mad because she's always wanting to be like venus and then the dad is like i did this because he's like serene venus is going to be the best like woman player but serena is going to be the best ever because she got to watch venus and she wanted it harder than her because she had to sit back and watch her all those years and it's so crazy because he literally predicted it that's like, crazy this is her, their dad was crazy kind of mm-hmm. but he predicted it and it's true like serena was the greatest of all time because she had to want it a little harder than venus because she watched venus get the contract first she watched venus get all the attention and serena had to wait and mm-hmm. so it's, it's very it's a watch it y'all I did none of yeah. I have to go home and watch it. Maybe I go watch it tonight. We'll see. My HBO subscription is the first thing I'm gonna watch. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, yeah, there it is. The Queen, Serena Jamika Williams. I hope I said her middle Great. name right. But um, yeah, we've already introduced. No, have we introduced our guest? No. Oh. Go ahead and introduce yourself. <laughs> um. So I'm Audico Swanaker. Um. I attend SF State. And um, I am a part of the First Menace chapter. Woo-hoo. Can you tell us what SF State is for those of us who do not know? Um, so SF State is... Um, like what the abbreviation stands for? I mean... Oh, San Francisco State University. Perfect. Um, so we're in California by the beach. Um, and yeah. Uh, what was the second question? Oh, that, that was it. That was it. Yeah, that's okay. perfect. That's enough to get started with. But yeah, so um, so as you may know, the Black Menaces have been rolling out chapters across the country at other predominantly white institutions, or PWIs for short. And the goal is to spread awareness about the situations that minority and marginalized students face on their campuses every day. Uh, and so the way that we're doing this is by having people at other universities ask similar questions to the ones that we've asked at BYU, just to kind of um, of spread that awareness. And so Adiko and her crew were among the first to reach out to the Black Menaces wanting to start a chapter there. And so they actually are part of the first official Black Menace chapter. Um, so Adiko, do you want to just kind of tell us what was it that led you to want to, to be a part of that, that movement and start a chapter? Yeah, I guess... Um I have like two like very um I guess like inspirational like grandmothers and just like they're really big examples for me and just seeing how much they did for their community whether just like if it was publicly or just in private like they're always doing something and I kind of just like realized that like I don't know I want to get more involved and like do something good for the community and like just be more like them I guess so um after like seeing um, Black Menace videos on my For You page and stuff, I was like, I want to do this, but like obviously I don't want to like steal their idea. So like I was like, I wonder if I could just like reach out and like start a chapter. So um, one day I DM'd like everyone on the, <laughs> on the, the For You on that like was like a part of the menaces, um, and Sebastian responded, and I think. Rachel responded to I'm not too sure I don't know but um I started chatting with Sebastian and um he was like yeah like we've actually been thinking about doing that too so it kind of just like perfect timing um and so I asked like two of my friends um that were in um I'm a film major so I asked two of my friends that were in my film class and I was like 
hey do you guys want to join and one of them hadn't actually seen the video yet and the other one was like oh my gosh like i love their videos and so um so i asked them to join and then um uh, my cousin myra joined um and then while we were filming one day um our friend day was like oh my gosh i love your videos like if you guys ever um have like an open spot like let me know and i'd love to join and then a few weeks later um someone that was going to be joining decided that like it was just too time conflicting with some of their other commitments and so um day joined our black menace chapter and that's where we are now yeah there you go love to hear it love to hear it so um could you kind of just well i guess you don't have to list off the names of the people in the chapter but there's there's how many of you four or five there's i gotta list them off to count so um (laughs) um, so it's day myra tembi simone and me so five of us okay perfect perfect we like this there's five of us too right (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so um so i guess thank you for sharing i guess kind of what led you to to joining that um what was it that made you want to go to san francisco state and what has your experience been like there so growing up um i grew up in san diego and not like downtown san diego like more like um anyone knows like Encinitas, Carlsbad, the Oceanside area. So it's like by the coast and it's predominantly white. Um, and so I grew up going to PWIs um, and kind of literally only being, I think I was the only black person in every single class I was in up until high school. Then it was like me and my other friend. And so um, I experienced a lot of like some blatant racism and some just like, um, the word like I guess like subtle racism um and so once I graduated I knew that like I wanted to go to a school that had more diversity um and I applied to I think two or three HBCUs um but in the end um they were just too expensive and like my major wasn't going to be the best at those schools and so I decided to not go there and then it was between san francisco and i think santa cruz and i just once i visited i just realized that san francisco was the best option for me just because san francisco is such a melting pot of people and um it's quite diverse for the most part and um also it's the city and so i like being able to the option to go experience that as well um, but yeah, that's how I go here. <laughs> okay, good stuff, good stuff. Just what is the climate like at your school in terms of just being aware of racial things and what is that specifically like for black students since I know there are other um, ethnicities and higher numbers on your campus? So I feel like for the most part, um, our school is pretty like liberal. Um, we were um, actually, we're the first BSU um, in the nation to start at our school. Okay. Um, yeah, so. I didn't like that. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. um, we also are the first school to have ethnic studies um, as well. So um, the school is like known to be pretty progressive, but I feel like having that reputation kind of allows space for things to get swept under the rug. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, there have been, um, some issues between, I think, like, 
associated students and um, like BSU and some other um, like minority organizations. Um, but I feel like most of the time they get dealt with after like quite a bit of protest. But yeah, I guess um, my school is known, I guess, for like protesting and like fighting for like rights, whether it's like at the school or for like other schools. Um, so I don't know. I just thought to add to the first, we'll have the first menace chapter at SF State and first BSU, right. all that stuff. So, you know, yeah, that's not those. That was Continue cool. the legacy. We love, <laughs> yeah. we love first. Yeah. Um, but we haven't yet become like an official school organization. Um, I'm not sure if like, I feel like that might restrict things more and I'd rather enjoy the freedom of just, you know, being independent from the school, but yeah. That makes sense. So like the Black Menace chapter hasn't been, or the BSU isn't a part of the school? Oh, the Black Menace. BSU is very much like a school. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, so so with the, with the videos, kind of going into the chapter a little bit, um, the videos that we've seen and that we've shared on, on our page um, seem to show a lot more progressive way of thinking at the university. Do you feel like that reflects like the mentality and the thought process of the students? Or do you feel like... Um, what you see on campus and what you hear from people is different than what's in the videos? Um, I honestly, like, didn't realize how, like, clueless people are of, like, certain topics until, like, we went around and, like, asked questions. Um, and so, like, I definitely think, like, it's definitely a campus where everyone's very like loving and acceptance for the for the most part. There are you know there's always maybe going to be some people that aren't. Um, but I think I kind of forgot how much of our school is like a commuter school, so we get a lot of people from across the bay and all over where it's not super liberal. So um, obviously, like we're still a school that has like different views, but I think overall people are pretty honest. Like when it comes to the videos, and like it definitely accurately represents like the opinions of the different students at the school yeah good stuff good to know okay so with that being said um have you experienced or have you had any like racist experiences or um experiences at the university that have made you i guess want to you know th that made you want to start the menace chapter or was it just kind of like what you described before um I definitely experienced like certain like micro aggressions um, from certain teachers and like even I had a teacher last week that was just like making like weird comments about I don't think they're gonna see this but they're making comments about like my friend's nails and like how long they were and it's like just like I don't know little stuff about that or just like I had a teacher be like oh like we were looking at pictures for something and I was in the background and he was like, oh, is that you? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, didn't want to be racist and like assume it was somebody else. And I was just like, okay, like I wasn't thinking that at all, but thank you for mentioning it. Um, but I guess it's just, I thought it, the main reason why I thought my campus would be like a good place to have a chapter is to kind of show that like not even, even though it's not a religious institution, we still have like quite um like a few similarities and like the same issues and like um because i think people they just kind of 
write it off as like oh well duh they're gonna say that like it's a religious institution but it's like this doesn't just happen at religious institutions this happens everywhere and different variations and from severe to you know not and so yeah i think that sums up my answer for that one <laughs> love it love it and and i totally understand that because i'm from chicago and i think sometimes when you're at like liberal places or amongst very liberal environments people can almost feel like they've arrived and that like, they have not like certain labels that they would give to like you know like a byu they would never place upon themselves um mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that there isn't room where there is room for improvement or areas of weakness. For sure, for sure. I have a so this is kind of like a, a weird question, but what's been your favorite video to film so far? Oh, um, my favorite video to film so far is um, the ones where we ask people to like um, to if they like recognize a historical figure and. Yeah. Funniest one so far was definitely the Morgan Freeman one. Oh my goodness, that's the one I was gonna bring up. I love that. <laughs> that one was an experience. <laughs> I was shocked. I was like, "Y'all, that's from the movie. Like, you're so close." But so far, that's funny. I'll so, have to, yeah, I'll have to play that one really quick. So it was um, Coco and her friends were holding up um, a picture of Nelson Mandela, asking people to identify him. And uh, the first girl she had jokes, this video cracks me up every time. I'm going to play it real quick. Hold on. Do you know who this is? Um, that's Malcolm X. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you messed with the wrong white chick, baby. Oh, that's not Mandela, baby. Okay, perfect. Thank you. He looks so much more for frame. You know, I realized you said Morgan Freeman, and I, I put Nelson Mandela, but um, that one I love too. It was a picture of <laughs> it was a picture of Nelson Mandela, and then the girl she identified as Malcolm X, just joking around. But yeah, there was another one that you did of Morgan Freeman. I can't find that one right now, but also a classic. But even I am susceptible to making the same mistake, I guess. Yeah, I mean it happens. It was kind of just like funny that you know because you played the character so it's like people were in a way like educated on the topic mm-hmm. they just could names of the people um but yeah because i'm pretty sure morgan freeman plays him in in a movie like, yeah. yeah um so yeah but that one the first bowl actually is i i didn't know but I, I guess like she's quite well known on campus and like she's very nice and like everyone always has good things to say about her so that was sweet that she got her like moment because everyone loved her in the comments as well so oh that's good that's good yeah Mm -hmm. you can never but um (laughs) what do you feel like (laughs) what do you feel like you have learned about yourself or about your school that you didn't know um since starting the menace chapter there um i personally this has been a great way for me to kind of um break out of my shyness like i'm a very outgoing person to an extent but when it comes to like going up to strangers i'm not good at it so (laughs) me too too. first time we filmed it i was sweating bullets like i was (laughs) rest um but now like i don't really have that much of a fear of going up to someone and just like talking to them which has definitely like helped me um and then like i guess learning about my school is um 
I guess I've discovered like more black people through like going around and like trying to like find black students to ask questions. Um, and also just that like my school is, isn't always like on that pedestal of being like so um, like super educated on those topics as I thought they would be. Um, so yeah. I love that. Yeah, there's always always room for growth. And that's definitely, I mean, even for me, myself, um, going on <laughs> and asking these questions, I got to make sure that, like, I know what I'm talking about, right? Because I certainly don't want to say anything. And there's been a couple of times where I've messed up and said something that I later on had to correct or, like, educate myself on. Because it's like, man, if yeah. I'm going to be asking other people, I got to make sure that I know my stuff. But that's the yeah. goal, is, right? To, to have people, like, always learning, right? So the purpose of the videos, we just want people to learn and then to, like, be inspired to learn and to know more about history, about current events, and just about um, something like outside of their their experience, you know. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think that's about it. We were super okay. super glad to be able to talk to you. Thank you so much Thank for coming on the show me. with us and uh, for <laughs> helping start up the first official Black Menace chapter at San Francisco mm -hmm. State. We love it. We love it, and we hope to uh, to see more great things out of y'all in the future. And hopefully you make it over to Utah sometime. No, no don't, don't, don't come here. <laughs> hey, Nate, we need to bring more friends over. This is true. You know, suffer with true. us for a little bit. Um, and come visit sometime if you can. <laughs> Would love to just experience Utah and all of its beautifulness, you know? It's actually a very it is, beautiful it state. It is a beautiful place, yeah. The mountains, no, all of that. Hopefully the people are too and kind. We'll see. You're like, come yeah. for the All Star Weekend in February. So. <laughs> yeah, it depends on where you go. It depends on where you go. I'll be with you guys, so it'll be good vibes. That's true. <laughs> We're always vibing. We're always lit. Good stuff. Well, Adako, thank you so much. Appreciate mm -hmm. having you on the show. Thank you for having me. Cool. Yeah. So with that, um, be sure to go and follow us on all of our social media platforms. Check us out at theblackmenaces.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at The Black Menaces. Also, feel free to join our Patreon, The Menace Society. And we just launched a new educational series uh, course on the website Blast View. So you can go check out our Instagram and uh, find that link on there to be able to get access to those educational courses. Um, yeah. With that. We look forward to hearing from y'all through our, our email address, the Black Menaces Pod. No, uh, Black Menaces Podcast at gmail.com is where you can reach us with your menace moments and questions. If you have ideas for things you want to see or hear about on the show, let us know. And uh, yeah, with that, we will invite you to always, always be a menace. Be a menace. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>